Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is a Smart Passive Income podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 55. Say smart. Smart. Passive. Passive. Income. Income. Podcast. Podcast. Smart Passive Income Podcast. Smart Passive Income Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he's a little obsessed with buffalo wings, Pat Flynn. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pat Flynn, and welcome to SPI Podcast, session number 55. Let's not waste any time today and, and dive right into the content. I have a great success story to share with you today, a success story interview that is actually outside of the blogging, make money online, you know, social media niche, which I know are your favorite kind of interviews, and they are my favorite too, actually. People like us doing amazing things online, serving their audience, and making money as a result. This person uh, that we're going to interview today has a great story to share full of struggles, failures, and of course, wins and a lot of great tips and lessons learned along the way. So so let's just get right into it. Let's give a warm welcome to Trevor Page. Trevor, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, no problem, Pat. It's a pleasure. So tell everyone out there what it is that you do and how you got there. All right. Well, uh, for myself, I'm a, I'm a computer programmer pretty much since birth. Um, since birth, I, since birth, yeah. Nice. I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm wired for some reason to be a, uh, a computer programmer, and I, I did the whole thing. Went to school, um, you know, got some good grades, got a degree, and I started working a nine to five job. Um, and I did that for about five years or so, um, and it was great. I learned a lot. I worked for a fantastic company, and uh, you know, life was good. And then uh, I actually started a small business, um, spent two years, about two years building a product and, um, and released it with um, absolutely no sales. <laughs> oh, wow. So um, I, I put a lot of you know, blood, sweat, tears into a, uh, this product that really, it, it just, it was a complete flop. And you started that while you, were, while you had your nine to five job. Yes, And it just for sure, yeah. didn't do what you had hoped. 
Right. Yeah. So that was, you know, one of my sort of little failures in the, in, in my past. But um, so I've always had this little, I've had this drive to do, um, you know, own a business and, and to do, you know, businessy things, I suppose you could say. Mm. So, um, but then I, I stumbled upon this, this gentleman called uh, Pat Flynn back in uh, July of 2012. And, um, exactly. and I started listening to, uh, to your podcast and, and learning and, um, and I, I was hooked. I, I loved the stuff. I loved your approach. Um, you know, I think it was the missing piece for me in my, um, my skill set. Um, you know, I was a great programmer. I was decent at business, but I didn't know too, too much about, you know, marketing and, and really internet business. So mm-hmm. you helped uh, fill in those gaps. Well, thank you. So I, then, thanks for the yeah. shout out. I mean, you didn't have to do that, but thank you. Yeah, for sure, Pat. So, um, in uh, in July, actually, so right right almost off off the bat from uh, you know listening to your podcast, I launched a website um, called How to Program with Java dot com, um, and it was just sort of my uh, attempt to uh, give this whole internet business thing a try. Um, I'm a like I said, programmer from birth. I, I love uh, you know programming, and and uh, I also found out that I'm actually a decent teacher. Um, and it was something that my mother always said I was good at, but I never really listened to my mom because, I don't know, they're supposed to say that kind of thing to you, right? <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, um, but I, I sort of put it to the test with this blog, and I had fantastic results. Um, people absolutely went crazy for these tutorials and, um, and said things like, you know, Trevor, this is, these are the tutorials I've been looking for. I've been, you know, scouring the internet and reading books and, and you know, doing everything I could, and I, nothing really clicked. Uh, until I found your site, and I was like, "Are you serious? <laughs> like, uh, that's fantastic!" So um, I, I had this this talent that wasn't exactly hidden, but rather I just sort of ignored it um, mm. to uh, to be this teacher. So uh, so that's my business. I, I have how to program with Java dot com, and and I've been building it up since uh, since July. And it's it. Well, what are the components of that website? You said you started as a blog. Kind of how how has it grown since? Yeah, so I started off with um, a sort of five-part series um, that teaches the sort of five basic concepts of, uh, of any programming language. Because uh-huh. um, <clears throat> with programming languages, you, there's just, you know, like I said, basic concepts that can, can kind of be applied to any programming language. So I wanted to teach people those basic um, fundamentals before, you know, launching into specific, you know, Java programming language stuff. Um, so I, I launched that, and that's where people were giving me all this um, these great reviews, and uh, and actually I spent about I spent a few a few days or weeks uh, just kind of firing emails out and getting the word out about this website. And one of the people I sent this email to was Lifehacker. Um, I'm I think you're aware of Lifehacker.com. Yes. Um, so they um, they actually I guess liked my stuff, and they actually posted a. A, you know, a little blog post on their blog about my website, and it was you know this hockey stick effect for my uh, for my uh, traffic that went to my website. Love it. It was uh, it was insane. So um, that really helped launch um, the, uh, the the blog, and from there the components that I've put into it have just been um, you know tutorials mainly as well as um, assignments that I've put in there uh, most recently. Mm. Uh, so they can actually put their uh, their knowledge to the test with these assignments, and um, I also launched uh, an ebook um, from those tutorials and started a membership website, also awesome. based on those tutorials. So that I've is, been busy. 
so cool. That is that is so cool. Okay, so let's go back to actually let, let's let's go back to the beginning. I, I want to talk about that business that you tried to create when you were working nine to five. Um, we don't have to get into specifics of what that was, but you know maybe in in one or two sentences, you know, or just a brief explanation of why do you think that business failed? Um, I think. <sighs> It was too narrow a, a scope. There, there weren't too many customers um, that would go along with it. Um, it was mostly targeted to where I live in, in southern Ontario. So there was really a, um, a limited number of customers that we could really get. So we'd have to charge a lot of money for this you know, particular software. Uh-huh. And uh, so that was sort of one factor. It was perhaps too expensive for people. And the second factor was I think we were just too early. Um, in in releasing this software, because the industry that it was released in, they're still with uh, working with paper and pen, and it's kind of hard to pull them away from paper and pen. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what the product was supposed to do: was help pull them away from that. But I, it just seems like they're they're not they're not ready to make the changes yet. So right. So, so, of- so it seems like it was because it was sort of locally based, I guess, or or location based, which kind of you know takes away the rest of the world as far as your customers are concerned. Big time. Um, and then maybe maybe. There was just not enough market research done to to figure out that maybe that oh well they're not ready to move to this kind of platform yet I guess you could say so Absolutely. I, I I think that is a very common problem with people you know that they sort of get ahead of themselves I mean you you said you spent two years and probably a number of resources probably a little bit of money setting this up when a lot of people they probably should focus a lot of their efforts at first to just figure out who their target market is and what it is that they would want. I mean, it would be really easy just to call some people up um, and be like, hey, would you use this? And if you got a bunch of no's, then you would immediately know. Exactly, yeah. There's a, If I had uh, talked to you uh, you know, two years before I started this, I would have been <laughs> a lot better off. But Although, I, I mean, I learned a lot on the way, so I, I really wouldn't trade that, uh, that for anything. So Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you said that because, you know, we all live to learn and go through failures and as long as you can keep pushing forward um that's good and obviously it's working for you so so ahead of that you said july 2012 kind of discovered smart passive income and you started how to program with java.com why did you choose that particular niche well um like i said it was it was uh it was my goal to sort of try this teaching thing out because i i had this idea that perhaps i was good at it um and i really like um talking about uh programming uh, it, it actually, that sort of realization I stumbled upon one, it was a Friday evening. I remember it clearly. Um, I was in a pub with one of my really close friends and, uh, we were just sort of talking about our lives and the direction they were going. And, um, and my buddy said, you know, Hey Trevor, why don't you uh, try teaching me something about, uh, about this programming stuff that you do? And I, I literally spent probably two hours on a Friday night in a pub, uh, <laughs> teaching my buddy about programming and I was having a ball like the time just that's flew awesome. by and uh, so that's when I knew I, I really liked programming and uh, and plus he actually understood what I was saying so I was like oh okay maybe I'm actually good at this stuff so that's sort of how that uh, came into fruition yeah that's awesome I love that and it's just that's just that just shows you right there how um how beneficial it is to be hanging around with cool people who are interested in what you do and who might push you a little bit exactly yeah for sure I love that so you started the blog, and you said that you were getting results right off the bat. And you said you started a five-part series um, on basic concepts. Was that sort of the first kind of set of blog posts that you that you had on that site? Yeah, that was the first set. Um, I sort of it was almost I don't know I don't remember now if it was an ac- accident or not. 
Um, but you tend to get a lot of results or at least a lot of interest in your posts when you do the, the sort of formula of, you know, X number of tips or hints or whatever for a particular, you know, subject. Right. So mine was the five basic concepts of programming. Um, so not only did I, you know, include some pretty good um, tutorials in there that were really down to earth and could put programming talk into plain English, um, but people really like the whole five part series, you know, five tips to whatever. Yeah. Um, so it, it, yeah, within a month, I think it was within a month, Lifehacker picked it up and, uh, and posted and it was just, you know, I, it was, I jumped out of my seat. I flipped over to my, uh, Google analytics and, uh, you know, Google analytics has that real time mode where you can see how many people are on your site at that given moment. And, um, my previous record, um, not that I was keeping track was 11 and, uh, <laughs> And uh, when I logged in this time, it said, you know, 250 or something. And I jumped out of my seat. I was like, what is happening right now? All on your site at the same time. All on my site at the same time. Yeah, within, you know, one month, I, I had 250 plus people on my site at that given moment. That so and cool. uh, it was incredible. Yeah, I think I ended up getting something like, you know, 40,000 people visiting that month, um, which was in August. And, uh, and, you know, that's really all because of Lifehacker. It was, it was insane. Yeah, you know, it's funny when you mentioned that there was, they seem to be sort of the catalyst behind kind of your um, getting known out there and and, and um, being shared a bunch. And that kind of happened with me too. You know, I, I was working really hard on smart passive income, and you know things were going okay. And then all of a sudden, I get featured on Yarrow Stark's blog, Entrepreneur's Journey. And I have talked about this many times in the past, but I feel like that that was the moment when things really started to happen. And I feel like that's the same for you here. I, it's obvious that that's the case. Now. I think you did something really smart there when you started your blog. A lot of people, when they start their own websites or blogs, they start writing these like random posts, you know, that, that, you know, are probably really good. You know, a lot of people have a lot of energy when they start their websites for the first time, but you took it a step further and you actually started at the beginning. You did the five basic, you know, this is like stuff that anybody who wants to get into programming should understand first. Right. And I think that's really important because that kind of gives people a starting point. And people who arrive on your site from the beginning, uh, whether through Lifehacker or whatever, or now through Google, you know, um, they're going to start exactly where they need to start. And they're going to like that content, hopefully, if it's good. And then they're going to stick with you and get everything else and get, you know, build a relationship with you that way and get your books and join your membership site and stuff. Um, so I think I think I want to commend you that that's really good because I see a lot of people start blogs and then they just have a random post that is like, you know, it's a top five post, which is, like you said, a very popular top uh, thing to do. But it, mm -hmm. it's not, you know, it's not going to help a brand new person who comes to the site for the first time. Right. I think I think I sort of took that approach. Um, but well, at least for me, it made sense. Right. There was a, a logical starting point. Uh, my goal was to teach people how to program. So you got to really start at the beginning. Um, but the uh, I suppose the target that I could see, um, you know, from 10,000 miles away was this ebook that I wanted to end up. Uh, publishing. Um, so I was like, you know, you map out the topics and chapters of your ebook, um, you know, using sticky notes or something. And then, and then, you know, you have all these blog posts and they're all laid out and you can shuffle them around, decide what kind of order you want to put them in. Um, so yeah, it really helps to do that and to know, to take a step back and look at the big picture and, and understand where you're going. Yeah, that's definitely very important. Yeah, that's great. Now I, I do want to get into the ebook, uh, really quickly or very soon but i want to talk more about you know beyond the life hacker I, I mean describe how you contacted them actually i'm really interested to know how you got them or how you yeah. got on their radar 
Yeah. So, um, I mean, I visit Lifehacker frequently and I know that they had published articles about uh, programming before. I think they did something about JavaScript, which is a different language than Java. Um, so uh, at the very bottom of their site, you can just click on a link that says, you know, send in a tip or something like that. And um, I said, oh, okay, I'll send in a tip and just let them know and say, hey, um, I just launched this new website. And that's pretty much what the email said. I said, hi, my name's Trevor. Um, I launched this new website. This is what it's supposed to do, and this is what it's targeted at doing. Um, you know, I think it might be pretty beneficial to your readers. Um, just thought you might want to know. You know, thanks very much, Trevor. And um, <laughs> you know, I sent it out and thought nothing of it. And then, yeah, so that's that's how I uh, I got onto Lifehacker. Um, I think that's really cool because a lot of people won't won't take that initiative. You know, especially especially with a large site like that. Yeah, uh, there. Most people would probably think, oh, well, there, there wouldn't be a chance in, 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 you know, ever for me to get featured. So I'm not even going to try. Yeah, no, it, I just you, you, uh, you throw a bunch of stuff on the wall and see what sticks, right? And how long did that email take you to write? It was like, yeah, it was probably a whole from start to finish, from logging into the website to sending it. It was probably five minutes, and <laughs> it, it was, you know, it changed best everything. Five minutes, yeah, best five minutes of my life, right there. That's that's the most effective uh, time that I've I've worked. Uh, to this date. That's so, so cool. Did, yeah. did you do anything else to get traffic and get noticed and get out there? Did anything else work or oh, not for sure. work like, for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I tried um, um, uh, doing, I followed through your, your whole backlinking strategy mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, tried that stuff and I purchased, you know, Unique Article Wizard and that kind of thing. Um, and it, it's tough because those are those are long-term things, right? Those are things that you need to... Um, look at over a, a long span of time before you start to see some results right. and um, which is kind of in contrast to how I am I'm one of those you know generation Y instant gratification people mm-hmm. so um, yeah it, it was it was tough for me to uh, keep putting that effort in so when I got the life hacker uh, you know scenario unfolding that was fantastic for my instant gratification um, yeah definitely <laughs> yeah well I mean that, that just shows right there kind of where our time might be better spent maybe maybe Doing all the gaming Google type of stuff isn't the right thing to do. And I really don't think it's the right thing to do, even though I know it works. And now with Google's algorithm changes, it works sometimes. Um, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah. I think what you're doing and, and kind of reaching out to people, I think that's what we need to do now. And, and I, you know, when I do more niche sites in the future, I'm going to select topics where I would be comfortable actually getting on the phone and talking to companies and trying to figure out stuff or talking to people and, and you know, interacting that way. I mean, really, that's you know, that's a great way to stand out because no, not everyone's doing that. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing I wanted to mention uh, before we move on is um, some research I had done initially. I actually purchased the the Marcus Samurai um, package. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and for me, it was tough because I, I needed to understand, I needed to have something to compare against, right? Um, and, and I was actually, I made a mistake. I got the Market Samurai, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to name my website. Um, so I was doing my keyword research, mm-hmm. and uh, and I pulled up you know security guard training, and I took a look at you know the Pat Flynn site and seeing his sort of details and whatnot, and um, and I saw you know it said something like you know roughly around 700 daily hits uh, for security guard training if you were ranked first in Google or something. So I said okay, you know Pat's doing good with that, so maybe I should shoot for 700. Um, so then I, I landed on the keywords, how to program a Java. And my number was something on the order of 17,000. 
and I was I was flabbergasted. I said, "Oh my, I that's perfect! Like it, it it's a how-to type of thing, which is great." Mm-hmm. And uh, seventeen thousand hits a day. You know, I, I had stars in my eyes, and um, and I pulled the trigger. But then um, the mistake that I had made was I didn't look at all the data in in the market samurai. Um, one of the pieces that were probably pretty important was the phrase to broad, which I think was it's the you know percentage of people who actually type into Google the exact phrase that you um, have typed in yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, and mine was zero percent. <laughs> so um, so I'm I'm definitely not getting seventeen thousand daily hits um, from from those keywords. So that's definitely a, a lesson learned for me. So be sure to pay attention to all the metrics. And now, take everything into account before you pull the trigger. Yeah, that's a, that's a great lesson learned. Thank you for, sh- for sharing that. Are you ranking at all in Google for any keywords? Or are you getting traffic from any keywords? Yeah. Um, funny enough, my my top keywords actually came from the article that uh, Lifehacker linked to, um, because the the article they linked to the uh, title of the blog post was you know something like Programming 101: The Five Basic Concepts of Programming. So. The keywords I actually um, get most of my traffic from are programming 101 mm-hmm. and you know programming basic concepts. Um, I think number four or three is how to program with Java. So although I've been you know focusing on how to program in Java and trying to get you know ranks on on that uh, keyword, um, it uh, that's just not how how it played out in the end. So that was kind of interesting to me to see. Yeah, I mean, I think you know with something like how to program with Java, something with so many daily hits. That's that's like your platinum keyword. I mean, that that's like your dream keyword if you can get that. Um, right. e- even though there's probably a ton of competition out there for it, I would imagine. However, if you keep writing great stuff related to that, like you said, the five basic content concepts, programming 101, you can still get a lot of great traffic from those other keywords. I mean, a lot of people focus too much on that primary keyword. I mean, that's I'll, true. Yeah. I'll give you an example with security guard training, which is my primary keyword, which I actually do rank number one for. Um, have been for a while, that only accounts for about 20% of all my traffic. And most <laughs> of my traffic comes from Google. The rest of it comes from seven to 8,000 different keywords right. that I didn't even really purposely target. It's just keywords that match, the, the string matches stuff that I had written in my articles and people type that in. And most of those are being searched or be, are being, uh, you know, most of those drive one to three people a month but over seven, 8,000 different keywords, um, <laughs> that adds up. So the lesson there is just, just keep, keep writing and keep publishing stuff and, and make sure it's, it's related to whatever it is that you're primarily trying to hit. For sure. And I think uh, one other thing to mention is um, I was taking a look at my sort of long tail keywords um, and, uh, and I actually ordered them all by um, the amount of time that that individual spent on my site. And, and when you look at it, yeah, um, I have I have these yeah really like long awkward sort of search um, searches that people type in, but they end up spending on average like four hours on my site, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like how how can anyone spend four hours on a website? Um, but they're all from these yeah these these weird sort of long tail keywords. So Do you have any uh, examples that popped pop in your head? You know, as I was talking, saying that out loud, I was like, I should probably pull that up, but I, I'll do that uh, while we while we move on. I'll get some examples. Sure. So I want to talk about the ebook because the ebook is something that I kind of progressed to after I started Green Exam Academy, and it did really well for me. And it sounds like it's doing really well for you too. What? So if I was going to ask, you know, what made you decide to write an ebook, but it it, it sort of feels like 
based on some of your previous answers that you were always going to have this ebook come out anyway. Yeah, that was that was the uh, the sort of end result for me for sure. When did you finally start working on it? Um, it was probably, I mean, it re- really every single blog post I was putting out, I was sort of intending those to be part of the ebook. So you could say that as soon as I started my blog, I was working on the ebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I definitely included um, extra stuff in the ebook that I didn't publish on the blog because you know you're actually getting people to pay for this, so you want to actually make sure that there's some unique stuff for the for the people that actually purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the unique stuff I started throwing in probably. Um, you know, a month or so before I was going to release the book. And when did you release the book? Uh, I think it was around mid-September of 2012. Okay. And that follow-up question, how did you release the book? Um, I put it into uh, the PDF format and I signed up for eJunkie and created a sort of landing page for it to uh, to sort of sell it through there. Right. It sounds um, very similar to what I talk about in eBooks the Smart Way. Exactly. Um, I picked up the Pat Flynn ebook. Yeah, ebook's a smart way. Um, and um, I also put it uh, through Amazon as well. Nice. Okay, so this is interesting. So you have the book being sold on your own platform on on how to program with Java and also on Amazon. So let, let's discuss this a little bit. You know, what I want. I want. I think the first question on everyone's mind is, you know, which one's doing better? Yes. Okay. Good question. Um, it's actually a bit skewed right now. I think, um, I would say that the Amazon, uh, sales are doing better. Um, but that's because I just enrolled in the, uh, the Kindle select program. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with that one? I am, but, uh, if you want to explain for everybody. Yeah, sure. So what it is, is you, you sort of give Amazon the rights, um, or the ownership of, of your, uh, ebook in such a way that, um, you will only be selling your ebook through Amazon and nowhere else. Um, so they get sort of exclusive rights to sell it, um, benefit- which you think, yeah, you know, why would you want to do that? Yeah. But they also provide sort of a, a five day sort of free promotional um, aspect for you. So you can actually uh, sort of give your book away for free um, during those that five day period and, and hopefully get to uh, get the word out about uh, your book and, and have people, um, you know, share it with their friends and get their friends to buy it. So, right. Right. That's sort I, th- of the- I think you can, I think in the KDP program, you can also, or the select program, mm-hmm. um, you get money every time someone borrows your book, I think. That is true too. Yes. So the also allows the book to be borrowed and, uh, and yeah, that's based on a fairly complex, uh, yeah. you know, algorithm with their, you know, certain pool of money that they have, something like $1.4 million, and you get a small, you know, piece of that pie, depending on how many people uh, borrow your book. Um, to put that into um, into focus, I think for my numbers for last month, um, it was something like $2 I received for every time someone borrowed the book. Mm. Um, so it's not a, you know, a massive sum of money, but hey, it helps, right? Right. Now, how about, how, how about sales? How, how have sales been? So sales um, have been, it's interesting, it's an interesting story around it because I was sort of, um, I've been looking so closely at the short term, um, looking week after week um, at the sales and it's, and when you look so um, narrowly focused on on just the numbers for the week and don't take a step back and look at the big picture, you can sort of get, you know, depressed a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was in this sort of, you know, down uh, depressive sort of state because the the sales I was making it was just not enough um, uh, to elaborate on that because I had quit my job. So actually I'd quit my job in October 
um, because oh, I wanted okay. to do this. I wanted to do this full time. Um, and I was really passionate about it and I really wanted to give it my all. So, you know, you have bills to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, looking at the short term, it wasn't looking like I was going to be able to pay my bills, but then I took a step back, looked at the trends that was, that were going on. And I noticed that almost consistently week after week, um, my sales were increasing by about 25% every single week. Um, wow. This is, this is on sale. Amazon. This is on Amazon. Correct. Why do you think um, it was going up like that? Uh, you know, I, I can only attribute it to the, other than just the blog, I think, um, you know, the, the amount of traffic that I was getting in my blog has also been increasing by about 25 to 35%, uh, month over month. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I definitely have a link from the blog to the book. Um, so that sh- uh, has to be one factor, but I think the other one is, is the possibly the Kindle select program, um, with getting the word out. Um, so really when I realized that, when I realized that there's this consistent, you know, 25% growth, um, if those numbers continued, then I actually will have successfully replaced my nine to five income in about two months. That's fantastic. Yeah, I was really, <laughs> that was a really, really good day for me. So, cause that's been my sort of goal this entire time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was awesome to, to actually realize. That's really cool. And you, and, and you mentioned, uh, you put your book in the Kindle select program and gave it away for free. How many copies did you actually give away? Uh, good question. I think it was around uh, 1,700 copies that got distributed. That's huge. Yeah. That, that's uh, 1,700 copies. A lot of people probably discovering you for the first time because of that. And, uh, you know, that's more people who you could build a relationship with, more people who come to your website. And now it looks like you have other products to sell, you know, your your membership site, which we'll get into. But I, um, <laughs> October... Yeah, you, go ahead. You quit your job. This was after you launched your ebook. What what was the, what was going through your head then? Sort of, um, you know, that that's that's not an easy decision to make. No, it was a bold move. Um, uh, I like I said, I, I loved my job and I loved the people that I worked for uh, and worked with. But um, I have, you know, like I said, I was a programmer from birth. But I think I was also an entrepreneur from birth. Um, I had this this burning desire to. Um, to do this myself, to, to be my own boss type of thing. Um, and to, to, to build a business and make myself successful from the hard work that I put into my own business. Um, and it was a really tough decision, but, um, I I said to myself, you know, I, I want to give myself all the chances in the world to be able to fill this sort of passion, this dream, um, of being, you know, my own boss. So I, I felt like um, I wanted to give myself no other option than to succeed and then to, you know, do this and to fulfill my dream. Um, because I've heard in, in past episodes of your podcast um, where people, you know, lost their job, just like yourself, you get laid off mm-hmm. um, and you have this um, sink or swim sort of feeling. Right. So I, I sort of, I guess it was sort of subconscious. I wanted to force myself into that sink or swim feeling so that I could actually hopefully swim. <laughs> right. And it looks, it sounds like you are uh, swimming quite well. Yeah, it's going well. Um, the, uh, the one uh, little tidbit of, of information that I'd like to, uh, give to the listeners, um, uh, is a, a big lesson that I learned with respect to the ebook. Um, uh, after I had joined the Kindle select program and given away a bunch of copies of the book, um, I started hearing from, um, customers in the reviews of the book that it was a little bit glitchy on uh, on some of their Kindle devices. 
And oh. upon further investigation, the uh, the book actually would just crash when you opened it on an actual Kindle reader. Um, it would just shut down and, and no one would be able to read it. Oh, that's not um, good. <laughs> so it was just like this moment of, oh my, are you kidding me right now? Um, also, there was problems with um, if anyone had like an iPad or, or another um, tablet or something like that. And they were viewing the book using the Kindle uh, app. Um, it would, for some reason, it would flip back to the first page randomly. So you can imagine how annoying that would be. You're flipping through and learning, and then all of a sudden it goes back to the first page, and then you have to flip, 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 and go back to the first page. And it was just like huh. all of these things were going wrong with the book. And um, so I quickly hired a, a different developer to fix these problems, and he was just a fantastic guy. Um, he, helped, he educated me on exactly what the problems were and um and, and took me through all the steps and and he fixed it up for me so now everything's fine everything's great so you know thank god for that um but actually despite all those setbacks the book actually hit the the number one bestseller on the amazon list for its category just this month oh congratulations so that, that was awesome yeah i was i was very surprised to see that it was it was a great feeling when i saw that probably helped that the book is in the right format now <laughs> that's right exactly yeah people people will uh, be able to actually read the content <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably getting better reviews so yes um, exactly that that's really cool now when did you uh before we get into the membership site and, and close yep. up here uh launching the book on your site how long did you launch it on your site before you pulled it off for amazon it was probably around um i would say two months or so i think it was on my site for before i just put it yeah directly into Amazon. And so you were selling it to people who were already on your site, a part of your brand. How did, how did that go? Yeah. So it was just, um, uh, like I said, I used eJunkie to hook that up and, you know, I made a, a different website. It was, it's Java PDF dot, uh, org. Um, so that's where people would be able to, to go to and they could read other people's reviews of the book. Um, there's a little video of myself talking about the book and talking about what's in it and how it's beneficial, um, to read it. If you want to be a programmer, and I have a, um, a clickable image where you can click on it and it actually opens up a table of contents so you can flip through the book and see, um, you know, exactly what you're going to be getting yourself into. And then I have the standard, you know, big, fancy, uh, shiny buy now button that, uh, that links up with, um, with the eJunkie. So, um, I mean, sales, sales from there um, were, were very decent. And it's, it's tough because it's a smaller platform. You don't get the, the benefit of the Amazon platform when you do it that way. Right. Um, but you keep a hundred percent of the proceeds. So, um, that's definitely in stark contrast to Amazon, which sometimes Amazon can take up to 65% of, of your, your sales, depending on how you price your book. So, right. And I think that, you know, whether you decide to do it on your own site or through Amazon, you know, it's, it sort of depends on Sort of what your end goal is and i think obviously if you want to make as much money as possible maybe in the beginning in the short term if you have an audience already it's it's best to do it on your own on your own site however if you have other products that you could potentially sell to and you're trying to reach out and get as many people into your brand as possible it sounds like amazon is the best way to go and i i know speaking with other people that the fact that it is on amazon gives it a little bit more prestige yeah. There's also the, the the algorithms on Amazon. People who bought this also bought this or recommended books and um, you know, just being there as a search engine also, um, that, that that plays into how much people get exposed to your brand. And so I feel that it's a good move for you to do on Am to, to put the book on Amazon, get it out there, you know, as much as you can or or you feel comfortable with 
participating in the Kindle Select program, getting it for free because you have this membership site that you just launched. Right. Now, how how uh, how was it putting that together? Because I actually haven't even put up my own membership site yet. Like, what was that experience like, and what what have uh, the results been for you? So um, that I uh, I was talking with a few friends from uh, from my my past job, and uh, the the topic sort of came up um, uh, of this. There's a need for a a website that um, has videos to, uh, to that taught Java programming. Um, for some reason, there's no real big popular site for a Java video tutorials type of site. Um, there's none around, and and they were saying, well, Trevor, you've got this audience already. Um, you know, why don't you pick up um, a good microphone and and you know buy Camtasia Studio and and start recording some uh, some videos. So after some some thought, I said, oh, hey, why not? Right, I, I got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. So I, I launched the membership site. I chose JavaVideoTutorials.net. Um, launched it in about I think it was about mid November, um, and it actually incorporates videos um, to teach them Java. It includes the assignments um, that they can actually use to test their skills. The assignments have like a built-in sort of grading system. Um, so when they write out their code. Uh, the assignment at the click of a button will test the code that they wrote to see if the code is actually behaving um, like it should behave. So that's that was kind of a really neat aspect of the assignments that uh, that the the readers really enjoyed. Um, and I also built in actual tests into the the membership site. So if you once you finish watching a video, you could take a test to make sure that um, you know everything you learned you actually did understand. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that's a good, Smart. good suite that I put together. And, um, and I, I actually built the entire first version of that site from scratch, um, in about four days using Java. So that was pretty intense. <laughs> you built it in four days. I built it in four days. That was four. um, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the social network, but you know, yeah, you yeah. picture the programmer locked up in a room with, you know, lots of coffee and, uh, and yeah, that was pretty much me for those four days while I hammered away at getting this thing up and running because I was so excited to to get it get it out there, get it launched. That's great. And how's it going for you right now? Not too shabby. Um, it, the since November, I mean November to December uh, to mid December, there was obviously not as many sales as I would have liked um, because I didn't do a whole lot of marketing with it. You know, I just sort of put a link on my blog. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I started, you know, getting the word out a little better through my mailing list and, um, and trying to spread word of mouth. Um, and, uh, I, I saw, I don't know, a thousand percent growth in sales from, you know, December to, to mid January. So that was fantastic. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, right now it's, it's, it's still small, uh, because it's new, but, um, but I, that's my goal. My goal is to, to kick into gear and get this whole internet business thing going and, uh, get some people, uh, on there and, and learning. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I mean, we're, we all have to start out somewhere, right? And it sounds like you're just in the beginnings of, of this really great platform that you built. And it's really cool to see you sort of in the beginning stages here and, and, you know, immediately seeing success based on the things that you've done. And I mean, you're following the, the right path here, I, I feel. And, and I can't wait to see what, what, what happens, uh, you know, in the future, we should do like a follow up podcast or something. <laughs> sure. um, but I think, you know, for you, I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, you know, with this with this video program that you have, the tutorials that you set up. I mean, it just sounds like there's nothing else out there like it. 
And that is such a huge opportunity for you, especially if you were to hook up with other people who might have an audience that would be interested in this or, you know, potentially get back on Lifehacker and do a deal with them or something, you know, set up an affiliate program or, you know, create a, a, you know, a lot of people in the internet marketing space are good at this. They, they create these events around these products and, and affiliate promotions and launches and stuff. And, and, you know, that can really take things to a whole new level for you. And I, you know, with the recurring income, I'm on the pricing page right now, you know, I see, you know, anywhere between 1999 a month and thirty four ninety nine a month. Uh, it's uh, you know the recurring income is just amazing. You get to a point where you have a certain amount of income, and you can sort of predict the least amount that you're going to make because you're going to make you're going to get even more people in that program uh, the next month. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I'm very excited about it. So I mean, if you have uh, any listeners right now that uh, that have a uh, a desire to learn how to program by all means check out uh, javavideotutorials.net awesome. uh, yeah i'm sure they'll love it I've, I've had lots of people tell me i mean these are these are great tutorials trevor you know you're applying all of your great teaching skills in these things and you know just just keep them coming so uh, it's been good feedback from the customers so far so i'm, I'm pretty stoked <laughs> awesome yeah i'm stoked too for you trevor and congratulations on everything so far and i can't wait to, to see what you come up with uh later now if you could leave us with maybe one or two tips before we head out um just for anybody who's just starting out online or even anyone who's kind of a veteran uh based on your experience what would you say boy um i i think my my biggest thing my biggest tip is um, I, I had plenty of people that's, that surrounded me, um, with sort of this negativity with respect to me wanting to pursue, um, this course, uh, full time. Um, I had people at work, I had close friends, I've had family members and just say things like, you know, everything's going fine for you right now, Trevor. Why would you quit your job? I mean, you've got a, I had a great, um, paying high paying job. Uh, everyone at my job loved me. And, uh, you know, I had this great career all laid out for me. Um, so they were saying, why would you, why would you give that up? Um, but I think what was your answer to that actually before my biggest, my biggest thing is, is, um, is if, if this is something that you feel like you want to do and you need to do, and this is something that makes you happy or even happier than, than you, than you ever have been, then why, why wouldn't you pursue it? Um, it just it didn't it didn't make sense to me, and so what I ended up doing was I, I just said, you know what? Thank you for your input. You know, I will take that under advisement, and uh, mm-hmm. and just sort of walked away. <laughs> so uh, I think a, a big thing for people is to just to just take the leap. Um, obviously, you need to make sure that you have some some sort of uh, security blanket. I, I had you know probably a six or eight months worth of savings in the bank um, account before I actually took the leap. Um, but but then pull the trigger. Don't uh, don't hesitate. Um, I had huge, uh, I had huge doubts about it. I had huge anxiety problems that actually came up from this thing. Um, I've never had real anxiety before. Um, but I had these, it came up in like physical sort of symptoms. I had like heart palpitations and sweaty palms and like all these things. And my body was just screaming at me and uh, so much. So I actually went to the doctor to get it checked out. Wow. And, and he said, you know what, Trevor, this is just anxiety. It's, it's fine. It's not life threatening. Um, and I think once I heard that, once I heard him say, you know, it's, it's, it's all in your head. Um, I realized, well, this is all the negativity that I've been, you know, uh, receiving and sort of feeding off of. And, uh, and I had to just let it all go. And I had to, you know, let the, 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 what chips fall where they may. And, uh, and if it didn't work, Hey, it didn't work. At least I gave it a shot. 
Um, yeah. So I think that's that's my biggest my biggest advice that I could give to anyone is just is to just take the leap and, and take the action and uh, and I think that it can it can really work. Um, you know, I was a little bit uh, doubtful, but um, but hey, I'm 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 ready to go now. I'm I'm looking up and up and up, and and I can't wait to see what the future has in store. I love it. I love how your doctor said this is not life threatening. Like, was he talking <laughs> about the anxiety, or was he talking about jumping into business? You know. <laughs> Who knows? But it's not. And um, yeah. yeah, man, just said thank you, Trevor, so much for sharing your story and all your tips and, and, and failures and, and everything and just being so honest with us. Um, you know, I'm sure everybody out there feels the same way. So if anyone wanted to check more of you out and, uh, you know, just give us uh, a couple of URLs that we can find find out more. Yeah, sure. I mean, the my central hub of activity is how to program with Java dot com. Um, I actually also purchased how to program in java.com just in case people mess that up. So either nice. one will, will get you to me. Um, that's, uh, yeah, my central hub of activity activity. Just go to the contact form and, and, and shoot me a line. If they have any questions about, um, programming, any questions about business and my story and how I went about doing the things that I did to get, uh, to where I am today, I'm absolutely more than happy to, uh, to, uh, lend a hand and, and to, you know, fire some emails back and forth. Awesome. And are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter as well. It's I believe uh, program with Java is my uh, my little Twitter URL feed. Nice. So ho- hopefully everyone after listening to this, and if you want to thank Trevor for his time, um, you know, program with Java, right? Correct. So I said on Twitter. Correct. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes of smartpassiveincome.com slash session fifty five. Fifty five, baby. Fifty five. All right, man. Well, thank you so much, Trevor. Um, again, we, we just. It was a pleasure. Thank you. It was a pleasure for me too. Take care, Pat. All right, take care. All right, thanks again to Trevor for the awesome story and the wisdom to go along with it. Again, you can find him at a couple places, howtoprogramwithjava.com and javavideotutorials.net. And Trevor actually emailed me right after our interview to go over some specific traffic numbers with you, which he had handy, but we didn't touch on. And I think it would be good to get those out there just so we can get a perspective or have something to compare to uh, with his success. In his first month of uh, going live, you know, in July of 2012, he had an amazing 4,171 visitors, which for a first month is just excellent. I mean, much better than my first four months, actually, on smartpassiveincome.com. And again, I think it's, you know, the lesson there is, is because he was really smart about what he started off with. It was epic content, and he just did what he could to get that content in front of those who may find it beneficial. You remember, he just emailed a bunch of people. And in August, one of those emails uh, got picked up by Lifehacker. And in August, um, they featured him. And that's when he had 38,000 visitors come to his site. Then the next month after that, of course, it went down because he wasn't featured anymore on Lifehacker. Um, although he was still getting traffic from it. Went down to 14,000 and then 13,000 in October, 11,000 in, in November. Back up to 13,000 in December of 2012. And his website is projected to have about 17,000 visitors in January of 2013, which is uh, when we recorded this session. Again, just just great numbers. And I, and I know they're only going to improve. So hopefully that'll give you some inspiration or maybe like a kick in the butt to do more than just write content, but to actually go out there and promote it. And to finish up, as always, I just wanted to say thanks again for listening. You know, it's always such a pleasure to create these shows for you and I enjoy it so much and I hope you enjoy being on the listener end of it too. 
I've got a lot of other great interviews lined up for the future. Spencer from NichePursuits.com will be on, and we're also bringing back by popular demand Lewis Howes to talk about some amazing affiliate stuff. It's going to be good, so make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a rating and review on iTunes if you have an extra minute, and make sure you take what you learn here and you implement it. It's not worth listening to unless you're going to do something, right? I want to share your success story here on the podcast too. And the best way to get my attention is to take this advice, implement it, and share the fantastic results with me just like Trevor did. I look forward to hearing from you. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. Thank you for listening, everybody. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.